G'day and welcome to episode 74 of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. Wall of Sound is an online rock publication. You can find us at wallofsoundau.com and we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Wall of Sound AU. Give us a follow and join the community. I've got a very special episode for you today to celebrate Beartooth finally making their way back to Australia, this time for a headline tour which kicks off in July. Now it's no secret, I'm a massive fan of this band and everything they stand for and I think that frontman Caleb Shomo is one of the greatest songwriters of our generation and I wanted to bring you an episode where I can focus on how the band first started out, Caleb's history beforehand as well as the rest of the band too and how they got to where they are right now in such a short amount of time. Throughout the duration of this podcast, you're going to learn more about the band, their motivation, their drive, their hard-hitting lyrics, and how over time they became spokespeople for mental health awareness, not only in America, but across the globe too. We'll also go back in time long before Beartooth even existed, so I can showcase where Caleb Shomo came from, how he started out in the music industry, and got to be the eccentric man he is today leading that band. But in order for us to kick off a story, I've got to take you all the way back to the year 2012, where a band called Noise first started out in Caleb Shomo's basement as a way for him to deal with his mental health struggles. Shomo was just an everyday teenager like you and I at age 15 when he suffered severely from anxiety and depression which took over his life for the majority of his youth. As a way to deal with his mental health struggles, he would turn to music, and music that he would write himself in his basement. He had no intention to release this to anyone else, and just saw it as an avenue for him to express himself so loudly and proudly with everything that was going on inside of his head. During those very early beginnings, there was no intention for Beartooth to blow up to be the band they are today, but thankfully for a whole stack of us fans, we're glad they did. Much like what still happens today, Caleb wrote, recorded and produced all of the band's songs for the early albums and enlisted the help of Nick Reed, the bassist, drummer Brendan Mullins and guitarist Taylor Lumney so they could venture out of the basement and start doing some live shows. For those of you who had no idea, the name Beartooth actually came from a street that bassist Nick Reed once lived on back in the day. However, it wouldn't be long before that name would be one of the most recognised names in metalcore across America when the band were playing shows left, right and centre and even scoring slots on the Vans Warped Tour not even a year into their conception. Also in those early days, the band would play in the living rooms of fans all across America. How fucking good would that have been? I'm absolutely envious for anyone who got to witness those early shows back in the day. In 2013, the band signed to Red Bull Records, where they put out their debut release, The Sick EP, which was sent out via email to Red Bull Records subscribers and lapped up by fans all over the place who got their hands on it. Around that time too, they also teamed up with another band from Columbus, Ohio for a string of tours. That band was called City Lights. Now, hold on to that name a little bit later on, because we're going to be revisiting them and I'll let you know how those two bands are still linked to this day. Right now, I think it's time to take a trip back to those very early days of Beartooth and check out a couple of songs from the sick EP. Kicking it off with the very first song that Beartooth ever wrote. This has set me on fire on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. I'm alive! 
from the infamous sick EP, that's I Have a Problem, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. But before we even get any further talking about Beartooth, we have to go back. Long before Caleb was in Beartooth, and long before he started that band, he was in another act called Attack Attack, who you might remember had the frontman Austin Carlyle before he departed that band to go be in Of Mice and Men. It was around the year 2008 that Caleb Shomo joined the band at age 15. At the start, he was the band's keyboardist, guitarist, and backup vocalist. However, by the end of 2009 and after a couple of lineup changes, he eventually made his way to frontman, and that's where we started seeing this man's heavy music progression kick off. In 2012, Attack Attack put out what would later become their last album ever, featuring Caleb up front, and you can also hear some early stages of Beartooth and where this band originated from. After the release of that last album, the band went on tour with the likes of The Ghosts Inside, Sleeping With Sirens, and our very own Dream On Dreamer, before Caleb announced his shock departure at the end of 2012. His departure from the band came about after a lengthy battle with depression and anxiety, which unfortunately was brought on after criticism and comparisons that fans would give him in the former frontman for the band. He was relentlessly abused and criticised by fans online, which drove him to the point where he could no longer be in that band anymore. During a 2015 interview with Heart Support, an online not-for-profit organisation started by Jake from August Burns Red, Caleb went into detail about that abuse and what drove him to leave Attack Attack, revealing... I mean, we had another singer previously that just wanted me to be him. When you're like 16 or 17, you care a lot about what people think. And uh, when you have thousands of people on the internet telling you you're a fat piece of shit and that you suck at what you do and you're going to ruin your band, it gets to you. People are always like, oh, it's the internet, dude. It doesn't matter. And it's like, well, it does matter, like, to people. And it mattered to me. Like, I was like, oh, God, I'm ruining all these people's lives. You know, I, like, thought I was ruining the lives of my bandmates because I was going to ruin their career. Now, a lot of fans would know this, but after that point, Caleb spent a lot of time at home in his Columbus, Ohio house, where he eventually set up a recording studio where he would later conceive that sick EP, the very first Beartooth release. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Right now, let's take a flashback to that very last Attack Attack album, This Means War, and get on a couple of songs from it, kicking it off with my personal favourite. This is The Wretched by Attack Attack, a wall of sound up against the wall.
Sound up against the walls, Beartooth Special. Yeah. <laughs> 
The song that closed out the final Attack Attack album, This Means War. That's called The Eradication, a wall of sound up against the wall. And when you listen to songs like that, you can kind of hear where the conception for Beartooth originally came from. But before we get back on the Beartooth bandwagon, we need to focus on another band that I briefly mentioned a little bit earlier on, called City Lights. They were a high-energy pop-punk band who originated from Columbus, Ohio as well, and also went out on the road with Beartooth back in the day. They were widely popular across the United States, especially during that MySpace phase, before they eventually called it quits in 2014. Now, the connection you're probably wondering about the two bands are two of its members. Cameron Bradbury and Oshie Bersha would later become members of Beartooth and key players to their current live setting. Now, my knowledge of the band isn't really that good. I didn't even know they existed until a couple of weeks ago. However, one of our Wall of Sound writers, Tamara May, actually got to see the band performing when she was over in the States and loved the band so much, she named most of her social media handles after them. Tamara joins me now to talk about them. What can you tell us about City Lights back in the day? Well, City Lights were a pop-punk band that toured relentlessly by themselves um, without any, hardly any support. For five years, um, they toured with the likes of uh, Handguns, State Champs, and State Champs were still making it big. They also toured with Chunk No Captain Chunk, if you remember that band. Yeah, that's right. They were great back in the day. Did they ever make any international success outside of the States? Not from what I can recall. I know they did a tour in Canada, but, you know, that doesn't really count if you're American. <laughs> yeah, that's just, you know, just up the road, essentially. Yeah, um, but they were signed to Invogue Records because I believe they were good mates with Nick Moore. They released the first album in it to win it. Um, they also had a, quite a few lineup changes in terms of guitarists. So Cam was never the original guitarist. He came in 2012, toured with them throughout 2012, 2013, and then towards the end of 2013, I believe that's when he started touring with Beartooth. Yeah, as their touring guitarist, and eventually, a couple of months later, he became their official member before the City Lights called it a day on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you know, break up. <laughs> break up a band on Valentine's Day. How ironic. Now, look, in your opinion, what do you reckon was the best song from City Lights throughout their whole career? Oh, the best song? That's a hard choice for me. Probably going to have to say Trophy Room. That video was inspired by Dexter, FYI. Okay, yeah. So, look, if you're yeah. a big fan of that show, go check out that video, essentially. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to know the band a little bit right now by getting on that song you mentioned tomorrow. This is Trophy Room by City Lights, a wall of sound up against the wall.
You're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall, the Beartooth Special. songs that City Lights recorded before they called it a day. That's See You at the Top and Wall of Sound up against the wall. But one of the good things, I guess, that came from that farewell was not long afterwards, Cameron joined Beartooth as their touring and rhythm guitarist and Oshie took over bass from Nick Reed, who left the band not long after. The two former pop-punk heroes joined the band, which was now made up of guitarist Taylor Lumney, drummer Brendan Mullins, and Caleb Shomo up front, who went on to release their debut album, Disgusting. Now, this album absolutely, positively skyrocketed them into success. The album itself spawned, in my opinion, one of the best and most important anti-child abuse anthems of all time, Beaten in Lips, which has become a staple song at all of their live shows moving forward. The song itself encourages fans to be loud and proud, living their life the best way they possibly can, despite the fact they don't have the approval of their parents. If you haven't heard the song yet, you've seriously been missing out on one of the best songs written over the past decade. 
And if that's the case, I'm getting it on for you right now. This is Beaten in Lips by Beartooth on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Yeah. 
Between on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall, which also comes from the very first Beartooth album, Disgusting, and fun fact was also produced by John Feldman. Now it's because of songs like those two that I started listening relentlessly to that Beartooth album for nine weeks straight back in 2015, and I've never done this before with any band in the past because of the fact that I related so much to that album and the songs that were on there and its lyrical content. Now my appreciation for Beartooth originally kicked off in 2015 when they first made their debut in Australia on the In Hearts Wake Skydancer tour. That tour also featured the likes of We Came As Romans and our very own Storm The Sky. Now at this point in time I was going through one of the most harshest breakups of my entire life. It was one of the hardest and most mentally straining things I've ever been through and I don't think I've ever been in a position since where I felt so lost, trapped and just stuck inside my own head dealing with my own anxiety and depressional issues. Now, I remember a mate of mine, Nilos, I've got to give him a shout out here. He hit me up to say, come see this band, Beartooth, you'll really get into them. And I was at this point where I didn't want to go out and be seen in public. I didn't want to see anyone. I just wanted to stay at home and I just couldn't function. I couldn't go out and meet people. I couldn't be seen in public. I just wanted to, you know, sit at home wallowing in my own self-pity, so to say. But I'm glad he did because I went to that show originally to go and interview We Came As Romans and discovered the band Beartooth and their energetic sets on stage. I can safely say this right now, if I didn't go to that show and discover Beartooth, I would not be here today talking to you about them. It's a harsh thing to say, but this band literally did save my life, so I'm eternally grateful to Caleb and the band with everything they do moving forward because of that reason. A side note that's also worth mentioning was, I originally went to that tour to go and interview We Came As Romans, who were riding on the massive success of their Taylor Swift cover and gearing up for the release of their forthcoming self-titled album. Unbeknownst to me, that would be the very last time I would ever sit down and chat to Kyle Pavone, frontman for the band, who later died of an accidental drug overdose in the year 2018. Now let me use this opportunity to say this, if you or someone you know needs help with your own mental well-being, if you're going through a tough time at the moment, or if you need to help someone and you don't know where to start, please get in touch with your local crisis support centre. You can find them on Google, or if you're on the Wall of Sound website, I've got it in the article for this podcast itself. All the links you need can be found right there. Do yourself a favour, go get the help you need, talk to someone about what's going on inside of your head. It doesn't make you any less of a person for reaching out to get that help you need, and they'll be able to guide you in the right direction to get you through that black spot you're going through. Now that mentality of reaching out for help and looking for hope at the end of your struggle is something that has stuck with me ever since listening to Disgusting, that very first Beartooth album, which Caleb shared a lot of his own personal demons and struggles with through the lyrical content. However, amidst all his screams and anger, he always had that glimmer of hope that there was always something waiting for you at the end of it all. Now one song in particular that took that message of hope and backed it with a heavy as fuck sound behind it was Body Bag, and that song went absolutely off on that Skydancer tour and still goes off to this day. So. Let's get that on for you right now. This is Body Bag by Beartooth on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Tiger. You're listening to Wall of Sound, up against the wall's bare tooth special. It's dark, it's cold, my mind is not my home. It's dark and it's cold, my mind is not my home. It makes me sick to know what I'm
heard me in my own head on wall of sound up against the wall and before that relapsing now seriously i could play every single song from that disgusting album on this podcast but if i did that we wouldn't get to discover the band's follow-up album aggressive which came out on june 3rd 2016 and secured itself as my favorite album of the year just beating out every time i die's low teens however just prior to the band putting this album out they lost their drummer brendan mullins who announced his departure from the band all on good terms and are all well respected with each other with that said the band took on Connor Dennis as their touring drummer who, spoiler alert, would later join the band full time. During that time between Disgusting and Aggressive, the band also signed with UNFD in Australia for their releases here. And I remember hitting up their legendary PR coordinator, Amy Simmons, big shout out to her, asking if the band had any new music roughly about a month or so before that album got announced and the first single was released. Now, Amy knew how obsessed I was with this band and she alluded to me that something was coming within the next couple of weeks and that I was the only person who knew what was going on, finger on the pulse kind of thing. And for that, I'll be eternally grateful to her because she built the hype up something fucking chronic inside of me. The anticipation for new music over that next month was fucked. However, on April 22, 2016, Australian time, we heard our first taste of the second Beartooth album in the form of Aggressive, the album's title track, and goddamn, it was glorious, wasn't it? I'm getting that song on 
right now on Wall of Sound up against the wall. I might be in too much debt with the hell in my head. I'm way too aggressive. The nervous ticks, the twitch in my neck. I'll never repress it.
up against the wall. Who knew you'd be hated for being who you are? And be a big target for all the insecure.
That's Hated on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And in July 2016, the band released a music video for that clip just prior to their second trip down under where they were going to be supporting Pierce the Veil, Silverstein, and once again, Storm the Sky. That tour happened throughout August in 2016, and I remember going to that show, and there weren't that many Beartooth fans in the mosh pit jumping around. I think there may have been about four or five, maybe even six of us in Brisbane, and the majority of the crowd were there to obviously see Pierce the Veil, and were quite young and quite taken back by the fact that we were just aggressively running into each other listening to these songs. Unfortunately, once again, it was only a short set and not enough time to hear what this band had to offer. A couple of new songs played from the new album, some throwbacks as well too, but with that said, they were up and on stage before we even had a chance to catch our breath. However, at the end of the show, they did promise that they will come back soon, and they lived up to their expectations and promises. Just under a year's time from that point, they were announced as yet again another support act, this time for the Emity Afflictions tour with Paris and Make Them Suffer. It was also around this point that Caleb started to be a bit more vocal about his mental health struggles in interviews and online. By this point, the band had unofficially become advocates for mental health awareness because of their music, something which Shomo struggled to come to terms with, and he even addressed this in Aggressive's closing song, King of Anything. But the more and more they were in the spotlight, the more and more people wanted to hear about their struggles and relate to their lyrics with the issues that they were going through too. On May 27, 2017, the band released their music video for Sick of Me and announced they were teaming up with the National Alliance on Mental Health, which aids in mental health awareness across the states. In the music video, Caleb also spoke openly about his own illness and what he faces on a daily basis. Depression and anxiety isn't something you just get away from. It's not like something you can run from. It's something that's inside you. Like, to me, it's just always in my brain. It's always in there churning. You know, I've struggled with eating disorders solely because of what other people think, and a lot of that is from the anxiety that comes after the depression. It's just been hitting, 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 hitting. Then it really digs, and then everything else comes out. You can't run away from it. You have to deal with it, and it's choosing how to deal with it. And this song is a big way to help, at least for me. Music has been implanted in my body. I come from a musical background. For me, it's just always been my life. It's been always the most important thing, what I've connected with and what I do. When I go on stage, everything goes away. I personally feel that music video helped a lot of people at the time who couldn't find the words for how they were feeling and what they were going through. Caleb just had a way of speaking and making us all realise that we're all the same. We're all going through the exact same issues in this and we just need to be there and support each other. Like we know now, mental health awareness has become such a globally recognised issue and something that a lot more people are openly talking about. And I think when you've got a song like Sick of Me that you can listen to, it makes you realise just how together and in this fight we all are. So let's get that song on right now. This is Sick of me on wall of sound up against the wall
wall of sound up against the wall with Brownie. Can't take another second of this head. Making up stories and saying I'm better off dead. They want me to be this perfect thing. Like everything is fine. Like everything's okay But I'm not close to perfect I'm not close to sane I'm not the one to worship And I'm not the one to blame But you made up your mind And you put me on your stage Just take it all back I'm not the king of anything Second of this pain I've tried to be the person All of you want me to be Maybe I'm okay with who I am I know I'm just a child But I'll try to be a man But I'm not close to perfect I'm not close to sane I'm not the one to worship And I'm not the one to blame But you made up your mind And you put me on your stage Just take it all back I'm not the king of anything I'm not the king of anything that was King of Anything, a wall of sound up against the wall. And as I mentioned earlier, that was the final song on Aggressive, which took us into the mind of Caleb Shomo, who, over the past few years, had slowly become a saviour and advocate for mental health awareness, something he hadn't completely grasped the idea of yet. However, two years later, by the release of their new album, Disease, we saw him take the role by the balls and do his absolute best to change the lives of his fans and followers. Before we get there, we had another case of deja vu when longtime guitarist Taylor Lumney announced his departure from the band in April 2018. Once again, there was no bad blood between the members. He just wanted to focus more on his life and art and other creative endeavours. The band wished him well with his future, and within two months, they announced his replacement in former Like Moths to Flames guitarist Zach Houston. He was sworn in officially by Caleb on Twitter, who announced that not only he but Connor Dennis were now full-time members of Beartooth. At this point in time, the band now consisted of Shomo, Cameron, Oshi, Connor, and Zach, and they were unstoppable with everything they were doing moving forward. However, within a month of their new member announcement, the band faced their next challenge, leaked music online. On July 19, 2018, the band were forced to reveal the title of their third album, Disease, after the track Infection somehow made its way online. But the band took this hiccup in their stride, and a couple of days later they released their first two singles from the new album, and all the details that came along with it. Now before we get to that next era of the band, let's go back to that leaked track right now. This is Infection on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. What do I second guess? Everything I've ever tried! Nothing real ever happens when I take your advice! Go away. I fall in line. We 
Up against the walls, Beartooth Special.
from the third Bear Tooth album, Disease, which was released on September 28, 2018. That's You Never Know on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. And upon the release of the new album, it was welcomed with open arms by fans across the globe. It was also criticised by fans who had been stuck around with the band for so long and didn't appreciate them moving away from those metalcore roots. However, with that said, the one important subject that Bear Tooth have nailed with every single release so far was still relevant. The struggle and overcoming mental health illnesses. Now, back in September, just before the album came out, I originally had an interview lined up with Caleb at that time. However, due to a fucking typhoon, I was stuck in Vietnam and missed out on my opportunity to talk about the album and obviously the band coming back to Australia. But a lot of the interviews I heard around that time, Caleb was saying how much he really wanted to come back and do it right. No supports this time around, but actually doing a headline show in proper venues that could accommodate to more fans. With every single song and music video that was released, I would hope we will get closer and closer to that announcement. Until finally, on February 25, 2019, Live Nation announced the Beartooth Disease Tour, their very first headline tour of Australia. And right after this, I go one-on-one with frontman Caleb Shomo to talk all about that tour, the band's extensive history, and go into the mind of one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. That's coming up after the Disease opening track, Greatness or Death, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. I promise you, some days are good, we'll even out the bad I know I'm married to my problems It's always in my head And I'm testing for greatness or death Testing for greatness or death! <laughs> Repressed with no resolve Happiness and ignorance aren't so different after all I'm not so sad Some days I get really 
greatness or death on Wall of Sound up against the wall. It is my pleasure to introduce you to this guy. What's up, everybody? This is Caleb from Beartooth. You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. I have a Beartooth are finally heading back to Australia for that motherfucking headline tour we have been waiting and dreaming of, and here to chat all about it is frontman Caleb Shomo. Mate, welcome. Thanks for having me, dude. Any fucking time, mate. I've got a virtual red carpet out for you because this is like one of those opportunities of a lifetime to have you on this show. I speak very highly of Beartooth and everything you've done in the past, but um, the thing that I want to have a bit of a gripe with you over is why has it taken you so long to do a headline tour? Dude, I know, man. It's been so fucking long since we've even been back over there, let alone headline. I mean, this is our first time headlining. It's our third album. <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I think it's just because when we started, everything just started moving so fast. There were so many tours that we, like, had to take. You know, we got offered, like, Slipknot tour in the United States, Bring Me the Horizon in Europe, like, all these tours that take up a lot of time. And uh, it's just hard to say no to those things so you know we've still what we've been over to australia three times now that's right yeah and uh it's way too few it's way too few Uh, i definitely hope we go more often after this but the thing that about australia that makes it tough is it's just not an easy thing to do financially for an american band i mean you got to fly between every single show you got to fly out there you got to get a crew out there you got to rent all the gear and uh now we're at the place where we feel comfortable doing that because we don't want to sacrifice our show. Like we don't want to go out there and half-ass something. So if we were going to do a headliner, we wanted to wait till it was the right time that we could be in, you know, good venues and uh, be able to put on the show we want to put on. And we're there now and we are beyond excited. And uh, we have a lot of cool shit planned. Man, I was so much cool shit playing. And this is what, you know, we've been waiting for about five years for. You guys on stage playing a set that's longer than 30 minutes or so. Um, So far, we've seen Melbourne sell out and, you know, hopefully people get off their asses and buy some tickets because we need to support this tour. But when it comes to doing a headline show like this, the, the very first one in Australia, how will you decide what songs to play in that set list? Will it be like the disease tour or will you chuck in some old bangers like Go Be The Voice or I Have A Problem? Um, I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to have to think a lot about the set list. I have a feeling it's going to be really, really long. Um, currently on our tours out here, we're doing about an hour and a half a night. So I'm assuming it'll be at least that long, if not a little bit longer. And I mean, it's, it really is a balancing act, isn't it? Because, you know, I I know there's so many of the old kind of quote unquote hits that people want to hear. And there's so many people that haven't seen us and they're seeing us for the first time. But I think for us, we're just going to try and find a good balance, make sure we're playing plenty of new stuff, but playing all the, you know, expected songs from disgusting and aggressive that people want to hear. And, uh, yeah, we might throw I Have a Problem in there just for the EP. Oh, mate, I'll I'll fucking lose my shit if that happens. Um, (laughs) It's such, you know, a rewarding thing to do. You know, you've got all of these fans who have followed your band and in such a short amount of time, you've taken it from literally a a small band in the US to taking overseas and and international fans left, right and centre. It's it's mind-blowing to watch this as a fan, but as yourself, being the front man, being the writer, being everything about Beartooth, how does it feel for you to take a step back and go, holy fucking shit, look at where we are right now? <laughs> to be 
honest, I haven't really done that until this moment when you just said all that. <laughs> I, just, I don't ever really take a breath. Yeah, dude, I'm just, everything's fucking go, go, go. And I try and always just keep my head on what's ahead of us. But like when I actually, fuck me, to like sit down and look back on it. I mean, I can't believe it. Like I started this thing. I wrote an EP in my basement fucking five years ago, six years ago or something. And then we put out a record and it's just been this blur. But when I look back on what we've done, I I, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless. Uh, beyond grateful for everybody that helped us get to this point. And uh, for me, it just gives me more, I guess, fuel for the fire. You know, it makes me want to put out a better next record so we can keep going even further and bring more cool shit out to shows and just put on better shows for the people who are fans of our band you know look it's a testament to what you've done i mean like the people that have followed you from early on appreciate what you've done you're picking up new fans along the way in regards to that like how do you feel the band has progressed and uh yourself grown together with this entity called beartooth uh it's grown a shitload i mean when we first started it was a bit of a train wreck i mean there was no real plan there was no real like knowledge of what was to come but over the years we've just made very you know diligent choices to get our lineup right to get a live show right and uh i think that now you know this is the bear tooth that we've always set out to be and that i'm set out for this band to be and everybody in the band is so fucking good man they're such good players like even you know i think we have one of the best drummers currently playing rock music you know we have Zach playing guitar now who has one of the heaviest tones in the fucking world and he comes from like a black metal and death metal background so he just brings this whole other heavy element to the live show Cam Bradbury's always had the fast fingers and he just like brings all the nice leads and all that beautiful shit on top Ashi's always there killing the bass and does a shitload of vocals with me on stage which is essential and even now we have, you know, like Connor is our drummer is singing with us, so we can do three part harmonies. And we've just been pushing it more and more as we've gone, and been trying to grow our live show and grow the band as we've gone. And uh, honestly, for me, it's really exciting because it gives me a lot more freedom while I'm writing. Because when I'm writing music, you know, obviously the records and the live show are totally different. You know, the records are just me, but I always have this in thing in the back of my mind when I'm making the albums like are we going to be able to pull this off live do we have enough vocalists to do all these backing vocals do we have you know there's like all these different guitar parts all this different shit how are we going to pull this off and now I feel like I can quite literally just write anything and I know for a fact everybody in the band is going to be able to play it we're going to be able to do the vocals justice yeah it's just like it's been more and more fun to write records and uh, the better the band gets the less boundaries I have and yeah I think at this point, I have pretty much zero boundaries. So I'm honestly very excited to write the fourth record. I feel like it's going to be wild. We are fucking excited for what the future holds for the band. Let, let's talk about that in a second. But right now, for the fans to get us all pumped up for this fucking tour, let's get on a flashback. This is The Lines by Beartooth, a wall of sound up against the wall.
there too, from Wall of Sound, up against the wall, frontman Caleb Shomo joining me now. Mate, you were talking before about writing the next record and things like that, and I had a, uh, a comparison I wanted to sort of put past you and see if you agree with me or think that I'm full of shit, so I'll kind of jump into it. <laughs> My opinion is, from an outsider's view, I kind of see the relationship between yourself and Beartooth as something akin to that of Hulk and Bruce Banner. You know, Beartooth being Hulk and that being like your avenue for aggression and getting your, your purpose and, and message out there and yourself being Bruce Banner just this really messed up in the head kind of guy finding his way through life dude that is uh that is one hell of an analogy <laughs> I've never <laughs> thought about that or heard that that's, but no I'd say you're spot on man I mean the reality is for me that's exactly what this is Beartooth is the place that I feel comfortable just completely exploding and unloading all of this mental stress that I just deal with in life you know this is like my safe place and uh, it's where it all comes out. But yeah, I mean, I think if you're a Beartooth fan, it's pretty common knowledge that uh, I don't, I guess, have the easiest time with things mentally. But Beartooth is definitely the thing that helps me out. And see, look, there's a lot of fans who have turned to your music to uh, find an escape from life and everything that's going on in life. And it, it's a weird thing to think about that you're just this average guy who, who writes songs about his own mental health and struggles and demons and all that. And it relates to the average Joe. It doesn't matter who it is, but anyone who listens to your music can go, holy fuck, this guy's writing about my exact situation. And I think there's something beautiful in the fact that you can translate your lyrics and your own mental struggles into something that helps so many people. Man, thank you so much. And honestly, that's been like a difficult, that's honestly been a really difficult thing to like grasp. Because, I mean, starting off, yeah, I, you know, was writing these really personal songs, but honestly, I didn't even plan on Beartooth being like an international band. I thought it was just going to be one of those things that, you know, maybe I, we play a few shows at bars a couple times a year, but I was going to just be a songwriter yeah. and like didn't plan on really doing the band thing much more. And so I made this record that for me was just like this therapy piece. And then it comes out and a lot of people start connecting to it. And a lot of people start kind of like putting me in this position of, I don't know, like a front runner for mental health awareness or something. And uh, that's been kind of an odd thing to deal with. But at the same time, because at first it's fucking nerve wracking. It's like, I can barely keep my own life together. How am I supposed to be somebody that like gives hope to other people? And, but what I realized is it's honestly a lot more simple than I think, because if all I need to do is just keep making honest bare tooth records. And basically what I do to make those records is I just check out. I act like I'm writing an album that no one's going to hear again. Like I try and put my mind in the mindset I was when I wrote the first record, which was nobody's going to hear this. This is just for me and my hard drive and something to like get me through the day. And, uh, as long as I go in that mindset, I feel like I write honest music. But I feel like where it goes south is if I start thinking about that and start thinking about what other people would want and what I think they need help with and shit like that, I'm going to start writing music that's not genuine. Yeah. And I think our fans can see that when that happens. So for me, I think the easiest way to keep it honest for our fans, the band, is for me to kind of shut off and almost in a selfish way, like write a record that's just kind of for me. But at the same time, that means that I'm going to be truly spilling my gut. And that's the thing that people connect with is somebody that's just being honest. And I think it's really hard to be honest when your mindset is like, what's going to be the next radio single or what's going to be the next 
thing that's going to push us this far. And when you think about all that shit, you don't write good music. Well, I just try and uh, just try and treat it like I did with the first record, you know? Well, look, it's obviously showing your, your progression as a songwriter, as a musician. And I guess from our perspective of watching your life, you seem to be in a much better, happier and in- inclusive place than where you were at the very start. Would that be right in saying that? Are you much happier nowadays than you were back then? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, for me, it's just Beartooth has become the outlet for me to kind of stay stable. And, you know, the further we go and the more I realize that other people connect to that, the easier it gets. But, I mean, like anybody else, I still have my fucking bad days. Yeah. You know, things like depression and anxiety is just the way my chemicals and my brain are aligned. So that's not really going to ever go away. But it's definitely become a lot easier to deal with and a lot easier to kind of decipher and, uh, you know, a lot easier to prioritize what's important in my life, you know. Exactly, that's it. And, you know, uh, from our perspective as fans, we go through those rough days as well too. We've got mates we can talk to. We've got professional help uh, that we can call up and speak to people to get these, you know, bad thoughts out of our head and get us back on track again. But I guess the one thing that's always been like throughout our entire lives is the fact that we can listen to music as an avenue to take us momentarily away from those moments of self-hate and depression and anxiety and all that. And I think that one of the best things to come out of the past, let's say millennium, is Beartooth and what you do with your music. God damn. Dude, you are amazing. You know that you are a very nice person. Thank you very much. I've just been through uh, some really rough times in my life, and I, I flash back to uh, when I first saw you guys on the In Hearts Wake Tour in 2015. If I didn't see you guys that night, and I contemplated not going to that show, but if I didn't see you guys that night, I would be in a very different situation right now. And I, your album, Disgusting, was the only album that I listened to for a solid nine weeks straight, and I've never done that with any anything before. It was just the perfect album for an opportunity to, to save me from a shit time in my life. And, mate, I'm just so thankful thankful for everything that you've done and and continue to do moving forward because of that reason dude thank you so much man and it's the conversations like these that make me want to continue doing it and honestly it's people like you that give me the strength to dive into those places because for me it's i mean it's fucking tough and i you know i hit these points sometimes where i'm writing where i'm like what is even the fucking point like i'm just making myself miserable and you know it'd be so much easier to just keep this shit buried down but this is just what I was saying, man. The more I feel like I open up, uh, the more honest the music is and the more people can connect to it. So, I mean, thank you so much. That's very, uh, very fucking inspiring. My absolute pleasure, man. Well, we can't wait to see you down here in Australia again for these headline shows. Uh, you can get your VIP tickets as well, too, through Live Nation. So you can actually go up to Caleb, give him a big hug, and thank <laughs> him for everything that he's done. The tour kicks off July 11. Tickets through Live Nation. Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. You're a fucking legend. Thank you for joining us. Cheers, pal. Thank you so very much. If I fall again, will it be the end? I know it's wrong. You think I'm strong, but I just pretend. Is it taking over? Will it bury me? Or will clarity become the cure for my
you're listening to Wall of Sound, up against the wall's Beartooth special. positivity through their music that's believed by Beartooth on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Normally by this point we'd end the podcast because we'll be completely up to date with everything they've done so far including their new album. However for Record Store Day 2019 the band released a B-side which includes two songs that didn't quite make the album disease. Now in the two songs titled Takeover and Messed Up you can hear similarities between some of the more melodic songs from disease however you can see why they didn't quite make the cut for the album. 
Now, in the past, when you hear B-sides from bands or songs on a deluxe edition that didn't quite make the album, you can kind of get an idea of where the band are heading for their next release. And as Caleb mentioned during that interview, the band are already working on album number four, so maybe some of the songs might sound similar to what you're about to hear now. Let's kick it off with the very first song on that B-side. This is Takeover on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Against the wall with Brownie. You're nothing but small. You're nothing but weak and insecure. It's always wrong. One day you'll fall. One day you'll fall. Get out on 
latest song from Beartooth. It's called Messed Up on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. And sadly, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Firstly, thank you so much for checking it out and making all the way through. Hopefully, you've grown to appreciate the band a bit more than what you already did, or maybe you're starting to appreciate them more after not having been a fan beforehand. Either way, Beartooth are a fantastic group of musicians, and I cannot wait to see them live in July. I hope that you get along to those shows too. Their very first headline tour of Australia kicks off July 11 in Adelaide, and tickets are on sale right now through Live Nation. Melbourne has already sold out though, so hopefully we can get the rest of the country together to sell out the rest of the shows and give Beartooth the support they so rightfully deserve. If you're in two minds about going, I guarantee you will walk away from that show a massive fan of the band, kicking yourself for not checking them out before. If you're in Brisbane, make sure you say good day. I'll be there front row centre. But that's it. If you like what you hear, don't forget to spread this podcast around. Give it a like, share it, rate it, tell your friends about it, whatever it might be. And tell your mates about Beartooth as well. Spread the word and essentially go be the voice of the band. Pun intended there. My name is Brownie and this has been a special edition of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll leave you with this classic tooth track from the sick EP. Catch you next time.